Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nebcast. I'm your host, uh, Brad Haig. I haven't done this in quite a few weeks, but um, uh, that's because this week we're not joined by Adam or Ryan. Uh, we actually have a new guest. Uh, some of you may remember him from high school. Um, others, a few of our uh, of our videos. Everyone, please welcome Roger Dietrich. Hello. How you doing, Roger? Um, I'm doing all right. Welcome to the cast. <laughs> well, it's good to be here. Is it good to be here? Well, it's kind of okay. Kind of okay. Are you nervous about the podcast? Um, I guess I've been displayed all over the internet anyway, so I might as well. <laughs> Why not whore yourself out to another internet medium? Well, I'm not exactly being paid, so that kind of makes me out of slut. True. You are doing this for free. Yes. So, um, I guess uh, before we get into Nebulous Visions related stuff, uh, I kind of want to ask you, um, we just got done watching a movie, and <laughs> that movie was Repo the, Gen Repo the Genetic Opera. Um, I don't know if... Uh, anyone listening has ever seen it uh so maybe what we're about to talk about uh, will mean nothing but um if you follow my online life you may have read a uh, a blog that i did on how i kind of stumbled onto discovering this cheesy yet great movie and uh roger i'm kind of interested to hear your uh thoughts on what you just watched um bloodtastic um, it's a musical. Can't go wrong with a musical. Um, I've heard it said that the movie's the, the next Rocky Horror, but the songs aren't quite good enough to be the next Rocky Horror. Other than that, um, four to five stars. Four out of five stars? Well, four out of five scalpels. So, yeah, I've never watched uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, so uh, I don't, I, ca I can't judge the songs either. Like these, yeah, these aren't that great either, and I'm not really a uh, fan of singing every piece of dialogue. Um, but still, like, I, I think it's, it's the gore factor and the cheesiness that is what's so charming about this movie. <laughs> I guess I should let everyone know at home uh, who hasn't seen it uh, or read the blog know that a Repo the Genetic Opera is a musical set in uh, a world where surgery is chic. So uh, some, epidemic, some epidemic causes everyone, um, I assume on Earth, to uh, get really sick and so everyone basically needs some kind of organ transplant or some kind of medical uh, salvation. And so this company called GeneCo comes along and they, uh, you know, offer uh, cures for everybody, yet because they're still expensive, they uh, create some kind of option where you can finance your surgery. Uh, usually, uh, your organs need to replace for, uh, need to be replaced, or you need a certain drug, and uh, you can finance it. Um, the numbing drug is called uh, Zydrate, and Zydrate's really expensive, but uh, once it's in your system, it doesn't leave. So, even if you happen to die, uh, and uh, your corpse is dumped somewhere, uh, if you're lucky enough to get a graveyard, otherwise it's just kind of dumped in the sewer. And 
these corpses are just left lying around. So um, grave robbers uh, make quite a deal, uh, quite a bit of money by discovering these corpses and retracting uh, the leftover zydrate from those corpses and then selling them um, underground for a cheaper price. And uh, zydrate isn't just uh, used for medical purposes; it's kind of used just like a drug, basically. So people kind of, not really high, but just kind of numb their lives with it, because uh, things are kind of shitty in this world. So, uh, anyway, um, but, uh, I don't know, Roger, do you feel like telling the rest of it, or should I just keep going? Yeah, um, basically anybody who can't pay for their uh, financing or gets behind on their payments, in comes the repo man to repossess the organs. Mm -hmm. um, and... It's entirely legal for him to murder you. Yeah. Um, music and blood ensue. Yes. Um, there's the corporate head of Gene Co., Roddy Largo, and he has three horrible children who uh, don't deserve to inherit his fortune. And so on this day, he discovers that he's dying, and he decides he wants to go out with a bang. So he devises this, this plan to just really ruin everyone's lives um, and slap the faces of his children by uh, denying them uh, inheritance to his, his uh, what do you call it? His empire. His empire, yes. So anyway, um, he was once loving this, in love with this girl, Marnie, but she fell in love with a surgeon, uh, Dr. Uh, Nathan. Uh, who all you Buffy fans may recognize as Anthony Stewart Head. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, but Marnie gets sick uh, just as they're having their child. And um, as Nathan's trying to find a cure, uh, Roddy poisons her, poisons the cure, which Nathan gives to Marnie. And obviously, uh, Marnie dies from it, and Nathan saves their child but he thinks that it was himself who killed his wife. So um, in order to protect himself and not let his child find out what he did, uh, Roddy offers to keep the secret safe as long as Nathan serves under him as a repo man. So, yeah, kind of twisted. Yes. Not just kind of, really twisted. Yes. Well worth the price of, price of admission there. So, but in general, you liked it. Oh yeah, it was yeah. it was definitely a good movie. Um, I don't think I I agree with the 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 next Rocky Horror, but yeah. uh, definitely a, a a good musical. And like I said, I can go wrong with musicals. Yeah, well, I just uh, I compared it to that because I see, it seems to me like what I get from Rocky Horror is it's just like a dark, twisted musical about you know kind of occult style stuff or just goth. Um... I'm gonna have to break your, your Rocky Horror Cherry here <laughs> one of these days, um, but they compare in some ways. But I'll have to I'll have to burst your cherry. Like I'm sure Rocky Horror isn't you know organs spewing everywhere and people nah. mutilating each other. Yeah. Well, there's a little bit of blood, but um, not to the extent of this yeah, where whole chest cavities are on the floor <laughs> and Luigi Largo's just cutting everyone he sees what repo lacks in music it makes up for in blood 
I did have to comment too. Um, Sarah Brightman is in this movie, and I didn't have any idea of her background as a recording artist. But I just have to say or just applaud how amazing her voice is as an opera singer. So, and that's the, the style of music is kind of a mix in this movie between traditional opera and like Nine Inch Nails <laughs> uh, electric music. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, her operatic tunes are just yeah, flawless. So, anyway, so that's. Hopefully, uh, you know, I, if you get a chance, I, I would, you know, I saw it in the theater and I paid like 13 bucks to see it. And I saw it with a <laughs> huge fan crowd and the actual director and writers were there to do a Q&A session afterwards. And it's really fun to see all these diehard fans, you know, just loving the movie and uh, asking questions, although the questions weren't too brilliant but um, or insightful, but it was just fun to get the kind of backstory on how this movie because it started out as a, just a, like a little touring play, and um, yeah, somehow it got financed into a movie. And uh, the guy who directed some of the Saw movies, like, he always wanted to do a rock opera, and and uh, I think he pulled it off. I think he realized his dream. So yeah, if you get a chance to see it, I, I wouldn't say it's you know essential that you see it, but if you get a chance, worth a little, worth a little like diversion. Um, yeah, so, with that out of the way, <laughs> um, I guess, uh, Roger, let's talk about, um, you, you've, uh, you have a history with Netflix Visions because you've been in a few of our, our features, yeah, our, our shorts. Yeah, kind of been in the, the background for, for most <laughs> of, of Nebulous Visions' life. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably the earliest one was the, the, the Save the Pumpkins. Um, I was literally the slaughterer of the pumpkins through, through the through the shark shark class. How fitting uh, that we saw this movie. Yeah. We're talking about your first <laughs> your first uh, feature, which was you slaughtering a pumpkin. Yes, uh, the, the the gore of it all. Um, <laughs> the seeds and the insides. Well, and then speaking of pumpkins, I also carved the Nebulous Vision, or sorry, not the Nebulous Vision, the um, Sforza's Domain pumpkins. Yes, which you haven't, which if you haven't seen them, Roger did an awesome. Uh, it was just one pumpkin, right? No, it was a couple pumpkins. I had yeah, to split it, was, it up between the two, the main characters yeah. on the one side, characters on the second. Uh, if you can still find it, it should still be on Sforza's Domain, nebulousvision.com/sd. Um, I believe under the multimedia section under uh, fan art. There's a shot of one of the pumpkins where Roger carved the uh, the characters into a pumpkin. Yes. That's really good. Um, what else? Um, I supplied the mess for the Slave Pikachu commercial. Um, anybody that has seen the Slave Pikachu, um, the, the, the mess is, is definitely mine. Uh, the opening shot with all this, yeah. If you're a college student... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, still trying to get a handle on that one, but, uh... What is it? Eight years later, still, uh... No, it had to been 99, right? Huh? No, that's like 2001. Was it? Yeah. 99, oh, we're oh, juniors. that's right. We're that's juniors right. in high school. That's right. So, yeah, about eight years. And actually, um, maybe we should just go chronologically, because you've been in something else even prior to that oh, in yeah, high school. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back in high school, we did the, um... The Sith Witch Project. 
Yes. Uh, Which isn't really a Nebulous Visions production, but it's like still a video that we've done. Yeah. So. Well, you, you re-edited it. You had it completely re-edited. Yeah, was I remastered after, it. Yeah. That was during Nebulous Visions, so you, I think you count that as, as Nebulous Visions Productions. Um, but yeah, I was... Um, Obi-Wan? Or were you... Qui-Gon. I was Qui-Gon. Yeah. Okay, Qui-Gon in the, in the Sith Witch project. I guess uh, technically you're still behind the camera, because you're holding... Yeah. You're the one shooting it. <laughs> still in the background. Do, do you um, want to be a star? No, that, no, no, not at all. You enjoy the background? No, I don't especially enjoy that either, but... Um, so what would yeah. be the ideal situation for you? Um, omnipotence? Omnipotence? <laughs> Voiceover? Um, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Sith Witch, we had the various other projects in senior year. Um, what various other projects? Uh, we did the uh, Weird Al videos. We oh, the, yeah. For creative writing class, we had to... I bet that wasn't the assignment, because not everyone did a video. Yeah, we were. I think we were one of two people that did a video for that yeah. assignment. But, so what was the point of it? Uh, just I to... can't remember a single thing about it, other than we did a Weird Al style <laughs> interview for... Um, I know it's for creative writing, and we had to... Uh, explain art. A genre of some kind. Yeah, a genre of some kind. So we chose parody songs. Uh, parody parody love songs? Yeah, parody love songs. Anti-love songs is what we call Anti -love them. Anti-love songs. And who... Uh, I don't think there's any better artist who has better anti-love songs than Weird Al Yankovic. So yeah. we uh, grabbed the uh, VH1 uh, behind the music interview, I think, or something. Yeah. We were talking about the videos, and we spliced in uh, footage of either you or me. I don't remember. There's one of us doing the interview, but it was a Weird Al style interview where you take a previous interview and chop it up with your own uh, questions that have absolutely nothing to do with the, the answers they give, and, and mash them together and come up with the, um, the, the raspberry-scented goodness of uh, <laughs> a Weird Al style of inter interview. Quote-unquote, <laughs> raspberry-scented goodness. Um, yeah, and this is before we had, uh, you know, before there was digital video, so it was all on uh, video 8, which is still taped, but there's no editing deck. So it's kind of <laughs> like, uh, put the VHS in, um, then hook up the camera and just play what's on the camera, stop the tape. Uh, yeah, very crude. So <laughs> when you play it in, back in class, it's kind of like, here's the question. Weird Al footage, and then back to the interviewer. So, the same thing with the uh, Sith Witch project. Had the same kind of delayed cuts. So, but since I remastered it, since now I know Premiere and Final Cut, I was able to clean up that little gem. Yes. So. Well, and then uh, I helped through the. Um, do you want to call that uh, um, Polaroid picture collage? Oh, yeah. That was uh, just for fun. Uh, I guess, uh, who was in that? It's uh, Yumi, Cliff, and... Jason Cross. Jason Cross, yes. Uh, 
one night just for fun because we're lame and we don't go out drinking or partying. <laughs> uh, well, this was even before drinking and partying was was an option. Yeah. Um, we uh, thought it'd be fun to do a photographic comic strip of us having some kind of adventure. And so that very night we ran out and grabbed a Polaroid camera, which Rod just flat out bought himself and uh, is completely archaic now because... <laughs> <laughs> completely archaic. Actually, didn't like a year later, your, your standard uh, like pocket camera or even cell phone cameras become mainstream. Yeah. So, yeah. So basically taking a whole series of just random Polaroid pictures with yeah. various props. Um, Pikachu was involved. Um, we're eating at Denny's and yeah, um, it kind of had which, a... which were planned to have a, a story behind them, which was completely lost by the time they were actually pieced together years yeah. and years <laughs> later. Um, but now we have the picture of whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, we just uh, I think we we had a very uh, disjointed. Uh, photographic story going on and it took uh, I don't know five or six years for me to kind of just narrow it down and uh, organize it into something interesting and uh, it basically starts out with you me and Jason plotting to kill Cliff as soon as he comes over and then uh, Cliff does come over but you can't bring yourself to kill him and so uh, we Cliff finds out but he's totally cool with it and understands and then we all decided to go out to Denny's, except you were struggling uh, with uh, letting down the team, yet you know taking the high road and not killing Cliff, so you fall into a drunken stupor for 10 years. <laughs> Although you die immediately yeah, after deciding yeah. not to kill him. I find it funny that you end up killing me off. Yeah. So while we're out, uh, me, Jason, and Cliff are out uh, apologizing to Cliff basically at Denny's, uh, Pikachu shows up and tries to um, guest to pay for his dinner and then on the way home we find Roger um, well we don't really find him we run into him literally, <laughs> literally with the car and kill Roger and we dispose of his body in a dumpster and then the three of us are left uh, uh, distraught and contemplating our place in the world having killed our friend and, uh, that's a little bit over explained so yeah, they could have probably just that. read the, yeah. the clip. So, yeah, that's our, our Polaroid comic that we did for fun. It's not really a video. Um, and then I was behind the scenes for, do you know what clip that was? With the... Adam's Nebulous Visions thing? Yeah, basically I'm in the background holding a little blue light while, while we spin around with the camera. Yeah, the little uh, Nova key lights. We did a promotional video for Nebulous Visions where um, Adam's just kind of some cyber tech looking guy and he's doing the minority report thing where he's grabbing uh, like desktop images and maneuvering them around him in 3D space. And uh, yeah, Roger's just in the corner with a little Nova light <laughs> casting a blue glow on the wall. And then I had the little uh, color ball yeah, the, the that disco spun ball. every other, yeah, the disco ball that spun all the other colors around. But the blue kind of lights up his, he has like this metallic shirt, so the ball kind of, all the lights from the ball catch on the wall. It rhymes. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, you're just kind of pointing the blue onto Adam. That's pretty cool, I guess. 
It's very ghetto. And I remember presenting it in class because I had to do the all the desktop uh, images rotating around them. And uh, my teacher's like, so yeah, you did a lot of those to create the effect that... Like he thought that I had more uh, stills <laughs> circling at him than there were. And then he like... I told him like, well, actually, it's only maybe three or four if you stop it, and he stops it, and he just he finds out that all the colored lights are not images; they're just lights on the wall. <laughs> so he's like applauded me for the illusion and saved myself a ton of work. <laughs> Although it really wasn't planned that way, but I rolled with it. So um, otherwise, I was kind of behind the scenes for most of the Sphinx's domain. Um, just little bits of input here and there and everywhere. Do you have any contributions to the website? I uh, I had maybe some some comments on the website, but didn't actually post anything. What's your favorite uh, thing about the website? That's a good question. It's been so long since I've seen the website. Nothing. Um, <laughs> well, I actually did. I like the the forum boards. Um, we had some good good uh, discussions going, especially with idiot chitters going on. I know. Uh, mm -hmm. If you haven't been to the website, uh, the, the tragedy is that because of spamming, all those great posts no longer exist. Because uh, if you go to, to the Sturgis Domain website, um, nebulousvisions.com slash sd, um, idiot chitters' personal uh, section had a link. Originally it was uh, Adam would write himself emails and then answer them uh, creatively and they would be posted in uh, it takes a space but we decided uh, we wanted to open up to more people so I downloaded a PHP BB forum and customized it and then you could go create an account and log in and uh, Adam wouldn't have to you know like it would post for him he wouldn't have to do all the uh, posting himself and yeah there's a long string of us emailing him uh, stupid questions and then uh, I guess the problem with those forums is uh, advertisers have spam bots and they crawl into the programming and start creating fake accounts in order to post their advertisements on your board and then uh, because we don't really keep up with the site uh, over a thousand two thousand fake accounts are created and uh, it was way too hard to get rid of them uh, one by one, so I had to just scrap the forum. And thus, all those great, funny posts were lost. What a sad day. But yeah, th that would probably be the favorite thing of, the, of that website. Was do you remember all, any? All, all, do, you, yeah, do you remember any? Not a single one. I know they were all obscene. They were yeah, they were disgusting. They were me. all absolutely hilarious. <laughs> uh, just filthy and wrong. Yet so so right. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's pretty much most of my contributions were were around the Sparks's domain era. Um, there was works. There was a little bit in the works for making the Sparks domain um, action figures, but yes. um, I got half of a, a sculpture done when I realized it wasn't going so well and. <laughs> Again, I had to get put on back burner, so um, I have all the, the information, all the all of our little <laughs> detailings <Diagrams> for it. <laughs> um, but 
I don't know if that'll ever come to fruition at this point. Yeah, it's sad. Action figures would be sweet. Yes. I understand. Oh, and I also misjudged my sculpting ability. <laughs> it's been years since I sculpted, so that turned out. You can always keep practicing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, uh, like, the professionals, they probably go through a couple sculpts before they nail the actual figure down, so. Well, and paint with school and work and <laughs> everything else on top of that. I don't know, uh, back to your appearance as the uh, guy in the jumpsuit in uh, Save the Pumpkins. <laughs> what was your motivation for those images? Um, you know, it's funny. You, you talk like I had a motivation. <laughs> <laughs> um, you gave me a knife, you said act menacing, and <laughs> I Stand followed your direction. <laughs> Put your hand here, hold this piece of pumpkin gut. Huh. I just realized technically, okay, that that is a video, but it's a video made up of photographs. Yeah. <laughs> so you're still kind of not really um, on motion film. And actually, um, speaking of more things you're not in, uh, <laughs> a couple years back we tried to do um, a weekly uh, video series called Two. Oh, yeah. Where um, uh, we 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 would. We, the plan was for each, me, Adam, and Ryan, to write, direct, and shoot each of the episodes and then rotate our jobs for each episode. And uh, the first episode had uh, a mailman running away from a dog. Um, and they're only two minute long skits, but the mailman was running away from this dog, which we never shot the dog, but we did shoot the mailman, and that mailman was you. Yes. All of, how many hours of filming did we end up with? Pretty sure that was a straight uh, eight hour day. Of you running. Yeah, eight hours of me just running through parks and streets and, streets yeah. and front lawns and and um, through this this camera angle and that camera angle, a close-up shot, a faraway shot, um, the dog's eye view shot, um, all for something that never, never got out. produced. <laughs> so there, here's this, all this footage of me just up as a postman running through town. Yeah. And part of that day was spent like actually making the costume because... Oh yeah, all, all morning was trying to get the, the the postman look just right. Yeah, the, we had to. We wanted the uh, like post office symbol, mm -hmm. and so part of the scheme, like I wanted, is I I know the post office has a um, like a tube of post stickers, post office stickers for shipping, mm -hmm. and so I remember uh, for like maybe a couple like half an hour or so, we're just kind of camped out in front of the post office seeing where like how we can snag these stickers for free <laughs> um but unfortunately that day they didn't have the uh the roll out so we resorted to just printing the logo off the internet and then making our own stickers uh it wasn't so much a sticker as a piece of paper and a glue stick yeah but it held pretty well considering you were falling and running yeah, and running tripping and then the oh the face plant in the gravel yeah there's a playground with gravel and you it's like hey Roger how do you feel like falling on gravel yeah wasn't the best decision in the world but yeah. alright I'm gonna do it from this shot oops I didn't get it do it again alright I'm gonna move to a different angle do it again were your shoes full of gravel by the end yeah not, not as bad as, as they happened in the past <laughs> um 
So I expect something to come of that footage, whether it's two or gets mixed into something else. I expect something to come from that footage. I'm gonna do the next Star Wars movie and just splice the footage in. Okay, that works. Yes. I don't know. I got nothing. But yeah. Whoops. Oh, um, unprofessional. Unprofessional. I'm sorry. It's our good friend Ryan Frost. Hello, Ryan. Not much. I'm in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> Keep talking because no one can hear her the other end. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Well, I can't really. I don't know what to talk about. All right, later. Bye. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> That's okay. Ryan did it on a podcast. Uh, his girlfriend Laura called him in the middle of <laughs> one of ours. So, but yeah, I can't believe I didn't turn it off. That's unprofessional. Yeah. Um. Kind of like all of our stuff. <laughs> yes, everything. Oh uh, gosh, where were we? We were talking about two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Feel free to add anything. Um. Yeah, I've got nothing. Let's see what else we're in. Um, that was all the skits that I was in. I was around for a lot of them, but I wasn't in them. Yeah, yeah, something is good to With which, that's about it. Yeah. And then two, which never got produced. Um, yeah, there's not really any other thoughts. Like, <laughs> like what are your thoughts? I there's nothing else to really. Huh. Well, we need to get you in something. Well, we had two. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, I I wouldn't blame you if you're just like if I came up to you and said, "Hey, we got this new project. Do so you want to be a part of?" It? You're like, um, no. <laughs> like why? Because it'll be a waste of my time. I'll never see it. And I'll be like. I don't blame you. Um, so, um, I don't know. Probably talk about stuff from high school. Um, school's no longer there. Uh, yeah, we uh, just uh, checked out the uh, Golden High School. I don't know aftermath yeah. today. Um, like tearing down your high school and having them build something else in its place. Yep. All the all that tech, tactile memory is gone. Luckily, uh, a couple years ago, I did actually take my camera into the school and filmed a bit of it. So, like, we don't have to rely on our brains entirely. But still, you can't. Yeah, you know, feeling you get when you could, like go to a place and you can get the whole rush back. And but yeah, when the school's gone, it's a little hard to do. <laughs> so yeah, it's sad, but I guess nothing lasts forever. Yes. Just kind of wish it would have taken longer, you know. I'd, I'd expect it when I'm in my 40s to have to come back to a new school, but it's only been eight years. Yeah. <laughs> so. We haven't even had our 10-year reunion. I know. So, did you know that some schools charge you to go to your high school reunion, like 70 bucks? Yeah, I can imagine that. It's ridiculous. That's a little high, but I can imagine that. To go to your high school reunion, and then they have it. Like, it costs so much because they hold it, host it somewhere else. It's like, why don't you just go to the high school? It's not doing anything at night. Do you really want all those geezers going back to the the high school? Well, I don't know if I would go, but... No, you you really want to hold those elsewhere. 
it's really? better. Yeah. Think so? It's, it is better to have them elsewhere rather than at the school. Why? Um. Sort of a division between classes and old classes. But in, 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 when you have your, your reunion, it's usually just your. Well, ten years. You're class. also you've also gotten gone past um, into the drinking age, and you, from all the reunions I've heard about and seen in television movies, etc., alcohol is a major part of, of high school reunions. So, um, yeah, you don't want those at the school themselves. Is there a any if if you did go back, um, is there anyone you try to? Uh, like, is there anyone you want to see how they turned out? Like, anyone you kind of wish was a failure and like to see? <laughs> um, I didn't really hate anybody in high school like that. Um, it'd be nice to have all of the old gang back all at once together. Um, we get little pieces here and there, but... Um, yeah, like the whole choir room fan gang that would meet in the choir room every lunch to, to, to chat and whatever. Um, it'd be nice to have those all back just for a little bit, you know, get to, get to see where, where everybody's at at this point. Um, but there's no one's like, haha, I turned out better than that guy. Well, <laughs> um, anyone I turn out better than, I will be like that. But, um, <laughs> Going back and seeing the people that I knew then, with the knowledge I have now, the, hmm, I know something about you that you don't think I know, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that'll be interesting. <laughs> that was a look. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of what else to ask about high school. Um... Yeah, what, yeah, it's because uh, on a previous podcast, me and Adam kind of we intended to talk about Searches Domain, and then we ended up talking for the whole hour about the four years leading up to graduation. <laughs> so uh, I was trying to think. Um, graduation, what a letdown that was. Uh, yeah, it's graduation. Just to get out of there. How was how was it a letdown for you? Um, they don't exactly tell you what you need to know for life. Oh, yeah. It's like, we've given all, all this knowledge. Here, try and use it. <laughs> Good luck. Don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. Yeah, pretty much. I, you know, I've, I don't know if I uh, told you this, but like, I think high schools need to start teaching more um, daily life applicable classes. Like, I would have really benefited from just having a class on how to do your taxes. Like it's it seems simple now, but like back then, it's out your, when you're just out of high school, like unless you can rely on your parents, that shit is confusing as hell. So yeah. all, all, all the basics are are not taught because they don't have enough time to teach them, because they're teaching all the other BS that they want to cram into your head. Yeah, um, it's like great. I'm learning about the biology of a paramecium. Um, that'll come into play, you know, five years from now when I'm figuring out how to retain my job and uh, pay my bills well or even like a course on credit because I'm not definitely most kids don't understand how it really works well the, I ha I do have an objection to that I, I believe that um, the basic sciences are needed it just to um, well, I, I agree. Ex expand yeah. mental capacity and, and 
interest in the scientific method that kind of stuff. They just give you a, a well-rounded appreciation for yeah. life. Yeah. But uh-huh. still, I, it's it feels like those things are. Yeah, well, the the education system these days is is failing more students than it's helping. Um, that's my personal opinion there. Um, well, you're still a student, so I. Well, I trust and, your and, and it is still failing. Uh, all these college graduates whose um, whose average age is nineteen. Um, yeah, so yeah, the education system is in some dire uh, need of review. But yeah. Weren't you saying something else prior to that before I interrupted you? Um, I, maybe I'd have to go back and listen to what I was trying to say. I have no clue what I was talking about. Like your uh, something about the biology thing, and then oh, um, petered off. Well, um, the the sciences, I they, they're they're necessary. Um, history, uh, mathematics. Well, mathematics and English, of course, everybody uses those on a daily basis, um, or at least most people use them on a daily basis um but the scientific the, the sciences get get the the mental processes going um uh, the arts are are a huge importance but are getting cut back more and more these days yeah because they're considered useless well and then uh for example one of my uh, my boss at work he his son is very creative i mean uh, an amazing little kid he, He's only in second grade, but uh, he just has trouble in English and math. And because he has trouble in English and math, they're cutting out all the social sciences uh, from his curriculum. So all he has is English and math. So that'll be all he knows. Even though he could pick up more English and math as he progresses. Now granted, this is only in second grade. uh, And that's all they're teaching him is English and math. So, yeah, it's um, to use, so, use the phrase, the system's frailed. <laughs> yeah, and like the flip side of that is, I you know spent seven years in college just doing straight art, except for a few years where I was doing the gen ed classes. But ever since I graduated, I haven't been getting the regular general education thrown at me, and I feel like it's really diminished my. Like, I, I miss it, like, having that expanded uh, access to different things that I, you know, I, if I was so busy all the time that I could just pick up on my own and uh, refresh myself with. But yeah, I, just, I feel like part of me is missing because I don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was so easy when it was just kind of handed to me. So, but yeah, like, you, you need both. Well, and basic life courses would be, would definitely be beneficial. Yeah. Stuff like how do you do your taxes how finances work how to negotiate Um, a deal or like how to like what to look for in a contract like Um, you're buying a house or uh, you know owning anything or uh, like if you're have a job that requires a contract or something you know Mm -hmm. stuff like that so you don't get yourself screwed over or taken advantage of basic study skills like how to how to learn how to study um Powder to textbook, <laughs> kind of kind of important things. Um, How to read a textbook? Insert finger into inside of cover. Turn left well, or right if you're in Asia. See w- what I mean by that is is you read the introduction to get it get an idea of what the chapter is about. Um, 
read a couple of the important points before class, go to class, hear the lecture, go back, finish rereading everything, then do the exercises. Some some basic things. Um, but again, those kind of fall into the matter of study skills. Um, basic nutrition. I mean, uh, home yeah. classes are completely gone. Uh, I don't think so long as uh, Amanda's taught her skills, so I wouldn't count that as it. But cooking, being able to cook your own food. And, uh, yeah, well, I, uh, it's, I'm glad you brought up nutrition. Like, aside from home ec, just maybe even a nutrition class would be so beneficial to people because, you know, there's a whole obesity thing, and like, I don't know how to count my carbs or my calories and much. Not that I need to. I'm so frail, but like anything I eat just doesn't do anything. But uh, like the people who do have weight issues um, or just health issues in general, like that'd be so beneficial to them. Well, this is probably my conspiracy theory coming out in today. Um, unfortunately, I think previous governments, possibly the current government, wants us fat, ignorant, and um, uh, focused only on the the. The consumable de desires that we want. Yeah. Um, that way, we're do, yeah. less eager to to revolt. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Easier yeah. to sedate. Yeah. Yeah. Keep us. Keep us down. Yes. Now, granted, I, I I still believe in the the fifteen eighty five um, theory. Um, fifteen percent of all conspiracy theories is true. Eighty five percent is all bullshit. So, um, take take what I say with a grain of salt. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that were the case, um, especially with the shambles our system is in right now. Yeah, I actually, uh, I, was, I was listening to some other um, information. Um, most of our food is uh, comprised of corn because uh, corn is so abundant and so cheap to produce, and we have an overabundance of it, and it's quite stockpiled. and. In order to keep food prices down, um, uh, some food administration devised all the ways to turn anything that we eat into, you know, part corn as much as possible. So uh, I think the issue with nutrition is that we're just we're not eating all the right parts because it's been, you know, so manipulated and. Uh, I don't know, doctored in order to just be cheap that it's also affecting our health you know, it's great we're saving a buck but at the same time we're kind of hurting our bodies, you know tremendously, and I had no idea like, news to me and it totally makes sense because for a while I felt like I'd been eating stuff that just wasn't right <laughs> so, and if you're eating fast food, definitely there's a reason it's really cheap yes, <laughs> so but anyway. I thought you had more to say, but... Uh, what was your... Uh, pause number two. What was your... Uh, in high school, it's like, what was your favorite subject, I guess, or class, or... It had to have been the art classes. Yeah, all all the ceramic classes, actually. Especially the ones at Golden. Golden had the best... Um, uh, art studios, I guess you would say. The ceramic studios. 
um, compared to the... The actual equipment or just the course itself, well, the um, teaching? The course was very well, very well put together. Um, and the, the skills that they taught um, were, to me, much more um, up the level um, skills. Whereas uh, the, the, the couple courses I took while I was at Smoky Hill High School, um, terrible. I mean, this was the like, second half of the um, ceramics program at Smoky Hill, and it was teaching me just the same stuff that I was doing already in the first half in. Uh, at Golden. I mean, it was um, just delayed. They didn't have nearly the same uh, uh, equipment uh, where Golden had a full kiln. I mean, a, like a, a room-sized kiln. Uh, Smoky Hill just had the, the little, um, like, the barrel-sized kilns. Yeah, it just wasn't nearly the same setup. But yeah, the art classes would probably be my favorite. I did some of my best work there. Um, my little Subakix uh, statue. Yeah. Um, you want you want to tell everyone about Subakix? Uh, there's not much to know about Subakix. Um, character created that I was about to write a story for, but never never panned out. Um, kind of noticing a theme here. Uh, but uh, as far as the character's concerned, um, he was smashed by some equipment while he was very young and half of his body is replaced by cybernetic, cybernetic implants so very um, very Borg, very six million dollar man um, type character um, but um, yeah I think that character is created on, on too much caffeine and, and sugar but that, that, I mean, there's really not much story behind him. He's just kind of a, a bit character that hasn't had a had a real story written yet. Yeah, well, the whole space opera story hasn't had anything done with it in years. But he sculpted him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful he's a, sculpture. He's a 3D model, so if some animator wanted to put him in a you know, Pixar movie or something, he wouldn't have to go to the sculpture shop. He'd just call on you. Well. I would probably be sculpting at this point. <laughs> I remember, I think I tried to do one of Cirque's and uh, he blew up in the kiln. So. Well, don't you have the the, the plush? The Cirque's plush? Yeah, I, I made one out of a styrofoam ball and uh, fake fur. And, yeah. But it's not a sculpture. Oh, Actually, that the pipe cleaners it basically fought like come unhinged and uh, all of his limbs have come off and his uh, snout was held on with uh, needles and if his snout ever came off it sucked because there'd be some needles randomly lying around my bed or something <laughs> or my room and not the brightest choice to keep that attached probably just some um, hot glue would have sufficed oh well but live and learn I don't even know where that is now I think it's in storage so yeah. Um, in high school, we used to do something for a couple years. It was twice a year, 
and then uh, that institution or whatever uh, narrowed it down to just organizing for one, uh, I guess, the spring of every year. And what was that? What was that that we did, Roger? Um, I don't know. Is could it be the the, the Starfest that you're talking about? Nerd. <laughs> I'm pointing at you and me. Yeah, well... When was the last time you went to a Starfest slash StarCon, Roger? It's been years. Um, I think the last one I went to was... Well, let's see, there was the Keat Mulgrew, John Travolta, Star... Whatever. Um, the convention had those, those actors. Um, that was the last good one. Uh, the year after that, they changed to a different location, I think, if my memory holds. Um, that was the last one I went to. Um, and then I'm hearing now that the current one they're having, um, it, not only is it the science fiction convention, it's science fiction, fantasy, they also have their horror convention and their comic book convention all at the same place. Mm -hmm. Well, I say same place. Um, one of the buildings is across a very busy street. Um, so good luck taking the, the little childrens um, across the street to go to the com comic book convention while you're while you have the tickets for for both, um, and one massive um, dealer's room. But yeah, I probably not be attending such yeah. events in the future. Um, although I will probably be going to the document convention come next November. Really? Yes. Well, they've they've got the big one in Chicago. Oh, so you have to go out of state for yeah, it? Yeah, well, there's there's not a document convention in Denver, yeah. There's, there's barely one in, in the United States, but um, Chicago one's the big one in, in the States. And it's either that or try and go to London, but um, if I go to London, I probably won't come back. <laughs> yeah, once you're over there, you'll, you'll take a president. Yes. Um, yeah, well, the thing I'm wondering about is, because, you know, not too long ago, like 97, 98, we were going to two Star Trek conventions a year. Mm -hmm. And by Star Trek is, you know, it's, it's a Star Trek it's, it's really a sci-fi convention. Um, but, you know, Star Trek was the most prominent before, um, most prominent franchise before Star Wars, uh, the prequels came out and then that kind of took the, the, the forefront of everyone's attention. So, um, yeah, I'm just for a few years there it was twice a year mm -hmm. and then sometime after we graduated it became once a once a year well, once we, every we, spring well we still well it, it that's because when they they turned once a year they, they stopped doing two, two yeah. a year but, why do you think that is just um oh well the, attendance? The, well the attendance has been going down and um the people who run it are their little buddy buddy friends and they don't like to take advice from anyone, and they've made some very bad, bad decisions. So attendance has gone down because of that. Yeah, and that's a really baffling thing, is because it seems like now more than ever, like the stuff that, the niche stuff that we liked has expanded, like so, like it's so much more popular than when we were experiencing it. Mm -hmm. Like vampires are way more popular. Yeah. Um, Star Wars. <laughs> It's probably a little bit back down in popularity after the prequels, but um, you know when when they were coming out, it was huge. Um, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, that's huge now. Yeah, it's it's probably more popular than Star Wars or Star Trek, I think. 
um, uh, superheroes, comic book heroes. Yeah. Incredibly popular. Um, and yet, the attendance is down at those at a, at a convention that kind of embraces all that. It's so weird. Well, I think my biggest problem with the conventions are they, they don't do anything new. It's been the exact same convention since I started going. Um, where, granted, yeah, you do get new and, and varied guests, but the basis of the convention, it's not that much. I mean, the dealer's room has had the exact same products, literally the exact same products, not just... The same booths and the same products and the same locations for almost a decade. Yeah, so a product doesn't get sold one year, it shows up the very next year, it doesn't get sold elsewhere. Um, overpriced merchandise, um, overpriced tickets. Yeah, the tickets have um, gone up considerably considering there's less attendance, you know? Yeah. Um, and now the idea of having four conventions basically rolled into one, which seems like a good idea, but when you're having to split your attention between the, you know, if, if some, say, say one of the, the patrons would go to see all of them individually, if they wanted to see everything from each of those conventions, they'd have to make drastic sacrifices in what they actually got to see. Plus the fact that um, you'll be running back and forth across a very busy street. Mm -hmm. um, this is like major highway, busy street. Um, to get back and forth and finding the right line to be in the right place at the right time um, to see the right uh, uh, display, event, uh, speaker, whatever. Um, it's just not worth it anymore. It's not worth the hassle, yeah. yeah. It seems like when they have big events, they schedule everything inconveniently to where you can't possibly be at one end of the convention center and go see the next thing you want on the other end without uh, uh, t like losing the time you have, like you'll have to miss it in order because you have to traverse and get through the crowded crowd of people. Even though it's yeah. not really crowded anymore, because I went to the 2008 one and it, it was well, just so diminished. And the, the things that you want to see are crowded, yeah. and then everything else is kind of empty. But in the hallways, um, getting there, just yeah, it's crowded. So and, you can't and just trying, easily get there. Yeah, and trying to get autographs, that's that's murder anymore. Plus yeah. the, the cost for autographs. Yeah, if they charge, yeah, it sucks. Because and yeah, if you're if you're in a long line and you paid to see it, like get the autograph, but they can't like there's too many people to get to you in the amount of time before they have to go on stage or they're just done for the day, yeah. then you're out of luck. So it's sad. Yeah. You, you think that in a time when all of our interests are like so much more popular, yet we have to deal with this. Mm -hmm. yeah. And like yeah, comic books. I can't believe we like. Not that Denver's a popular city, but it's just amazing we don't have like a convention even close to the size of like a San Diego or Chicago or New York. Mm -hmm. In our like, there's so many fans out here, but we have to travel to other states to enjoy it. Well, and we're so central to a lot of the Midwestern states that it would be a good idea to have big conventions here to draw in enough people from out of state. Mm -hmm. um, if we had something nice and big, we'd, we'd see people from, from Wyoming, Nebraska, Nevada, Nevada, Nevada. yeah, um, coming to us to see these big shows. But um, unfortunately, the people that are running it, um, like I said, they're, they're little buddy-buddy um, 
Coincidentally, yeah. they, they also run the uh, haunted houses. Yeah, they run all Denver, the haunted houses in Denver, um, well, which most are lame. Well, again, it's it's going back to the exact same stuff every year. Yeah. Um, some of the the family owned ones are the ones that have done the best. Um, Rinky Brothers has done some amazing uh, changes every year, um, and um, I'd say Rinky Brothers is probably the only. Uh, haunted house in Denver that I can recommend. Like mm-hmm. it's not big or grand, but because they're involved in actually Hollywood makeup and stuff, they have a lot of cool uh, displays and exhibits. Whereas everything else is just so for almost paying like twenty bucks, you don't really get a lot. Well, yeah, and considering that uh, it's, it's Starland that runs them, I believe. Um, since they run like five or six of the haunted houses in Denver. You'd think that they'd have um, new ideas brewing every year, but yeah. no, it's the exact same layouts every year. Yeah, they got they, with all those haunted houses. They got to be got to be raking in a ton of money. And actually, I correct myself. I kind of recommend the Heritage Square uh, haunted house. It's pretty decent, but it's just it's so far out of the way for most people. But it's pretty. It's it's not like a franchise thing, so it's, it's they're able to do. A decent job of creating kind of like a Rinky Brothers style thing, just not as detailed, but um, yeah, it's just a shame. I wish I could do my own haunted house. Mm-hmm. I would uh, have it in the woods, you know, because we're so close to them, and uh, the only thing is liability, you know, people tripping on things and in the woods in the dark but well if they they do the things like the the corn mazes um it just takes a lot of effort to get the um the course basically maneuverable yeah but we went to a corn maze last year and uh pretty lame well that (laughs) one was pretty lame if you go up to fitz's corn maze up closer to Greeley, that one actually turned out really well um, so. Well, it one, it's huge um, compared to the one we went to. Um, the Fitz's Corn Maze had two parts. Um, the one side was just a maze. Um, really wasn't much to it. Um, the second half had um, actors throughout jumping out and scaring you, go boo. Um, and then kind of a strip of Haunted House. Um... For example, they had a old school bus set up that you had to go up, you, you climbed up the as if you were getting into the school bus, and again there were the, the actors inside scaring you, the, jumping the, out from behind the seat, yeah, yeah, the fog and everything, and then you'd exit out the back, um, and then you'd go through a little bit more of corn maze, and then you'd come up to a, um, to a little shed, and they had a little skit inside the shed, and, and you'd go down a little further, more corn maze, and then um, there's a little house there, and um, yeah, it it was it was much better put together. Um, and again, Fitz is is one that they've been doing um, year in and year out, and their family organi- organization again, and and they have years of experience and they do change things um as far as i know this is the first year i've ever i've ever been there but i know they change the the layout every year basically if you look at the their corn maze from overhead it's a it's a picture um this year it was their parents i think 
um, previous years there's one where it was a cowboy, one where it was a horse. So anyways, the, it actually maps out a picture, um, but it's a maze inside. And, wow. Um, and they've got neat little side events. Um, they have one blow-up castle, which is like a big... Um, it's like you're going inside of a, of a prehistoric animal. Um, where you're walking around, it's, it's again. Is it like Pee-wee's Big Adventure, like um, inside that dinosaur? Kind of. Um, the, the the structure is full of air. It's like a big balloon, um, like a big canvas balloon. Um, so, anyways, it's it's constantly in motion because it, because it's a balloon structure. Um, but you go in and it's sort of a maze inside, but it's designed like you're walking through the innards of a, of a giant beast. Like they have heart, they have lungs, um, they have sounds like something being digested. Um, and you walk in through the mouth, mouth and you walk out through the tail section. Um, and uh, that, that was a neat little thing. It's mostly for the little kids, but um, but it, but it's a neat little side part of the of the um the whole corpse um they have the corn cannons where you, you load these cans full of corn and shoot it out at targets further down the field um they have go-karts they have hey that's a waste of uh, our corn resources hey it, with as much corn as they grow there <laughs> yeah i know um instead of a sand pit they have a corn pit um like just the kernels yeah so it's like quicksand yeah well actually it's it consider is actually feels like really really soft gravel is what it feels like um but um an air cushion which is kind of like a big trampoline just in the middle of nowhere and and if you if you time your jumps just right you get blasted even higher than you would expect um and they also have one other smaller haunted house um that it's mostly just a light show. Um, basically, it's fluorescent light. On, um, sorry, fluorescent paint on the walls lit by black light, so it fluoresces. And you go in with these um, goggles that make it look almost 3D. But um, again, again, it's one of those family-oriented, family-operated um, houses that does really well. Yeah, because they change it up and they think of new ideas each year. Anyways, that one's another one worth the drive. Up 85 to get there. Yeah. I'm going to call out uh, the people in the uh, haunted houses right now. The people who uh, follow you around and get up in your face trying to be scary. Yeah, you're not scary. In fact, you're funny. And uh, you should just stop it. It's, it doesn't do anything except annoy the shit out of your customers. So, nothing like having uh, some 13 year old uh, pretend he's scary and. Uh, you're just like laughing on the inside at his unscariness. So yeah, take that. Well, aside from Starcons, we also had all of our adventures driving in the middle of the night back when gas was affordable. Uh, it's about the same price now, I think. No, it's still a little higher. I think we were about yeah, do- ninety-nine cents to dollar fifty when we we were doing our. our- Escapades, really? yeah, I'm pretty sure. I thought in high school it was like a dollar seventy. Um, so yeah, like it should well, have been maybe it, ten it, cents this, more. This was all pre nine eleven, so um, again, I didn't start driving until after high school, but I don't remember paying much more than that. 
Uh, I, I thought I remembered paying like 170, but yeah, like it was definitely cheaper uh, back in the day. And although it's kind of, it's like 20 cents more now uh, for my tank, so it's, it's gone back down. But for a couple of years there, it was uh, the idea of going out at night and just driving randomly was not an option. So, but uh, yeah, what kind of adventures did we have, Roger? Well, um, but one of the things that my mind was the trip with the Blackhawk. Um, yes. Just, just a random drive that we found ourselves ending up in Blackhawk. Um, Actually, I guess I should start by explaining that um, back, you know, when we were right out of high school and um, we didn't have much to do, <clears throat> much to do uh, late at night because we were lame and didn't go drinking or partying like normal people. Um, <laughs> We kind of thought it'd be fun to go chase the moon, which is impossible, I know. But, um, you know, at night there's not a lot of traffic and it's easy to go sightseeing, although it's dark, so we're not really seeing anything. But, um, yeah, we would just uh, kind of point in one direction and head towards it. Yeah. And at the time, too, we, you know, we're young and we're, we haven't driven a whole lot, so we're not quite familiar with the area. So, all the standard routes that I'm familiar with now, back then, it's like exciting because. Who knows where it goes? Yeah. But now that I've been driving Denver for almost a decade, nothing's really shocking or surprising. Uh, but yeah, what, our Blackhawk excursion. Yeah. Um, what happened? Well, uh, we ended up. Well, Cliff decided he was going to test out the little um, right. and wa- Cliff, warning. War- uh, Cliff was driving. Yeah, um, Cliff was driving this one. We would change it up. Uh, sometimes I would drive, sometimes Cliff would drive, and. This night we headed west, and Cliff was in his tr- his old big truck. Yeah, uh, he decided to test out the little strips off to the side of the road, the little warning strips that, that make sound when you drive over them in case you're falling asleep. Um, well, shortly after that, um, turns out that we get pulled over by the cops, and um, and considering that we're just driving out in the middle of nowhere, of course, first thing that comes to the cops mind is, "Oh, we're smoking pot." Yeah, uh, exactly. Three dudes yeah. out at night. Yeah, it can't be just because we're, we're bored and we're, we want to do something right. other than stay at home and drink. It's got to be uh, drug-related. Yeah, so um, we get pulled over, they can check our IDs. And, because Cliff has a tail light out. Yeah. Um, thankfully, nothing, no hassle after that, but um, I remember stopping at the gas station on the oh, way back. Uh, what, and, what did the cops say? Oh, after, you know, He asked right, our, for Cliff's ID. And then, you know, we're just being our quiet little selves, and all of a sudden it's like, I need to see both your IDs. And we're like, you know, Roger and I are confused because we're not driving and we don't get pulled over often, so. But, uh, yeah, the officer um, looks at our IDs and then gives them back to us and then looks back at Cliff and says, hey, why is your tongue green? And then we're all kind of baffled, like, Cliff's tongue's green? Like, why is his tongue green? Um... And then Cliff's kind of baffled, he's kind of looking forward, wondering what the hell the cop is talking about. And then it dawns on him that prior to leaving on this excursion, Cliff boiled up a large batch of cabbage um, and ate it. Not all of it, but just, you know, enough to turn his tongue green, which I didn't know it would do. See, (laughs) I think the cop was just making stuff up. No, I I don't have experience with, with marijuana or... But I don't think that it turns the tongue green. Right. That to me seems a little ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but Cliff's tongue cor- was correct green. Correct me if I'm wrong. But you know, and I don't. I don't even remember that part. You know. I remember the cop giving grief about it, but I don't remember yeah. much other than that. Well, I remember Cliff's response. He's like, "Green." And he's just kind of looking forward into the you know windshield, and then he kind of does that jump back thing, like, "Oh, 
Yeah, I was eating cabbage, officer. <laughs> well, and I remember the cabbage cabbage excuse. Yeah. But um. And then, like, I think he put, turned to me. I was like, "Dude, let me see." And uh, yeah, sure enough, it was like it, I, it was dark, so it wasn't like green, but it was dark. His tongue was dark, so. But anyways, on the way back, we ended up stopping at the gas station, and here Cliff is trying to wash wash windshield off, and and Brad and I sitting in the in the cab. Um, being jerks or pointing out all the spots that he missed. Yes. Um, so of course he slams the, the the squeegee on the window, and here comes the uh, it pops the, re- the, the rearview mirror completely pops off the windshield, lands right in my lap. <laughs> um, couldn't have been any any more perfect. Um, yeah, uh, that that was that was a great trip. Um, we did a couple trips up to DIA and just goofing off at DIA back when you could. Yeah, before it was closed off. Right, right in the concourses all the way up and all the way back and all the conveyor and, belts yes uh, the the race up the down escalators that that was entertaining um, I fell flat on my face right at the top of the steps <laughs> uh, we got almost all the way to the top and and crash I land right at the top uh, it would only have been funnier had I been dragged all the way back down by the down escalator but <laughs> Uh, it's probably good because if I uh, if you, if that had happened and I didn't have my camera yet, I would have been disappointed that I couldn't. You're like, Brad, help me! I'm being caught by mutilated by this escalator. I'm like, just roll with it. I'm, I'm getting good stuff. <laughs> this is gonna look great in some video that I never make of you. <laughs> so, yeah. What else? Like we did uh, runs to Krispy Kreme a lot. Yeah, I think almost every one of our driving trips ended up at Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme, yeah. Um, yeah, I miss that. I haven't done Krispy Kreme in so many years. <laughs> I thought it'd be fun to do a podcast where it's just us talking on our way to Krispy Kreme and back. If it's even still open, I don't know. So, um, yeah, well, is there anything else you want to add to the podcast? No. Anything uh, else you want to share with? I'm kind of tapped out at this point. Tapped out. Nothing to share with our listeners, if we have any. I'm not sure yet. Well. I haven't heard, I haven't got any emails in a, in a while well if this podcast gets enough emails I'm, I might get to give you some juicy information later on but uh, I'm going to leave it clean this, this cool well um, I think we got uh, fun things we need to go out and do so um, yeah once again reiterate uh, if you're listening please uh, email us any of us you can uh, go to the website nebulousvisions.com Click on the contact link under the computer screen and uh, just, you know, comments or positive comments, negative comments, suggestions, questions, whatever. Uh, if you want to talk about anything that's not even related to anything you hear on the podcast, if you have, if you're just lonely and uh, you need someone to talk to by email, you can do that. Just, uh, yeah, let us know. Let us know if this show, like, if the show sucks, you need to tell us. That way we can change it. Otherwise, we're just going to keep producing crappy shows. Um, but hopefully, um, you enjoyed the guest appearance by Roger. And, uh, yeah. Um, this is Brad and... Roger. And thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>